This episode is being brought to you by WiseTech. WiseTech is financing patients actually like using. That's because there's no hidden fees, there's no late fees, and patients can see their options in less than a minute. It doesn't even hurt their credit score to apply. WiseTech gives your patients the convenience of paying overtime while you get paid as soon as the work is done. And it's a reasonably flat rate for your practice. See what all the buzz is about. Go to wisetech.com slash Ashley. That's wisetech, W-I-S-E-T-A-C-K dot com slash Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y. All loans are subject to credit approval. Your terms may vary. WiseTech loans are issued by Hatch Bank. Hey friends, Ashley Souza here. I spent years working in dental offices wishing I had a friend to guide me. So I'm here now via the Practice Ally podcast to guide you on your journey in dental management. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Practice Ally podcast. I have um, two awesome guests today, uh, Bennett Winton and Tess Glassman Kaufman. I hope I didn't mess that up. <laughs> um, they are both from WiseTech. And as you guys know, you may have heard me mention it a couple of times now. My office just started using WiseTech as a third party financing company and has had great success. So, Welcome, welcome, you guys. You want to tell Thank us you. a little bit about um, each of you and like uh, how long you've been with the company and what your roles are? Yeah, absolutely. Bennett, Tess, go you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I am uh, Bennett Winton. I've been at WiseTAC uh, for a little over a year now. I'm on the strategic partnerships team, and my focus is uh, helping us get to market in healthcare. Uh, and in particular, that includes you know dentistry, veterinary, other medical specialties. But dentistry has been my primary focus, and the partnership with Medento has been a really exciting recent launch that I worked on. Awesome, yeah, and pretty similar to Bennett. I've um, been here not quite a year yet, um, but working specifically with dental practices and some of our dental software partners as well. So really understanding the industry and the vertical, and trying to figure out how financing can you know really fit in and help to. Um, support both practices and patients in that space. So it's been really exciting for us as we've, you know, built out a ton um, in dentistry so far. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for taking time to um, talk through some of these things with us. We're going to talk today um, about some of um, the barriers to financing, right? Both on doctor and patient side. So I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation and kind of how, um, you know, myself, Modento, um, and I'm sure other partners have worked with WiseTech to make sure that this um, product overcomes those barriers and is a really good solution for our patients. And that's why I am so excited to use it because it's really customized to break down those barriers. So um, really excited to bring this to you guys today. So first and foremost, um, if you guys can speak to uh, my favorite barrier, which has been like, I always have used financing because for me, it makes the conversation of presenting like a really big treatment plan a lot easier. And I don't want to, I'm the type of person that doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make them feel uncomfortable. So I just, you know, make sure that I have a solution to something that's gonna, you know, give them stress. And so 
when I'm presenting a treatment, I love to present, you know, financing options. And, um, you know, sometimes I think one of the big barriers that I get in that is the, the doctor doesn't want to. And um, I'm curious to think, to talk to you guys about why, why do you guys think the doctor wouldn't want me to present financing or is not um, apt to presenting financing right off the bat? Sure. Um, well, I think hopefully that is a trend that we can help address. There are a number of reasons why financing can be intimidating to present. Um, first and foremost, I think it's really hard for doctors to know who needs financing and being worried about presenting financing to someone they perceive as not needing it can get in the way of other conversations maybe they want to have about treatment. Um, another fear could be that the cost of using financing to the office is really high. And if a patient can pay with another method, that would be preferable to the office's bottom line. Um, another one is just the fear of the unknown. These are hard conversations. Talking about money can get messy and it's stressful. And a lot of people went into dentistry because they want to provide care, not because they want to think about financing or money or that element of the relationship with a patient. So I think these are all valid reasons to be um, anxious about offering financing. And I hope that our product can help make those conversations easier. And yeah. I'd be happy to jump into that, but pause there. No, I love that. And I think one of the, you, you hit the nail on the head with saying like, you know, the, the cost to the doctor's bottom line is a big, um, is a big worry and they don't want, and they don't want to come across as judging the patient that they can't afford it. Right. So and, and I think what you guys do really well is um, you have like really awesome merchant fees, um, which is, which is amazing and which I have been incredibly grateful for. Um, it definitely helps the bottom line. And, um, but from the, the presentation and judgment standpoint, I think that um, I'll speak to that and say, just like. I think it doesn't hurt to to give patients options, right? Or to ask them if they need payment options because um, we're doing them a disservice if we're not allowing them to be able to afford their whole treatment and um, or not get the care that they they deserve and need because they can't afford it. So that's that's kind of where I see enough financing. I love financing. Um, I've always loved financing. And um, now I love it even more because I get great merchant fees. So <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to hear I that's think, the case. Tess, go for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think there's also an element of like starting to normalize financing as a payment method, right? So when you have a patient that's um, going to make their payment, you know, are you going to pay for this with cash credit or financing? Um, I think as we become, you know, as a society more comfortable with, um, you know, paying over time, that's going to become a bit more natural. And we're still kind of at the beginning of those conversations. Um, so really, you know, be, making sure that the practices um, have as much information as they need to be able to be really comfortable having those conversations um, and equipping them with, you know, any materials, any information, um, I think will help to, to really ease that process. And that's something that at WiseTech, we really spend a lot of time on um, is making sure that they've got access to, to all of the information um, so that if questions come up, nobody's kind of stuck and, and feeling uncomfortable there. Totally. And one of the things I love most about our integration with Medento is that it can be self-service for the patient that within their digital treatment plan alongside, you know, cash credit um, that you have a buy now, pay later option. And 
younger generations, Gen Z, millennials, which are now, you know, some of the largest spending groups uh, of consumers, they're used to seeing financings alongside their e-commerce checkout or, you know, almost every website now has the ability to split up a payment over time. And so you want to be speaking the, the language that your consumer is, is speaking and looking for. Um, and I think also a big part of the challenge historically is that some dentists have been hesitant to want to offer financing because they've had bad experiences or, or their patients have had bad experiences with financing. Mm -hmm. And there are um, you know, some options that have hidden terms or fees that can balloon. Um, and so almost viewing financing as like an option of last resort uh, historically, whereas now with financing options that are really transparent and patients understand and know what they're signing up for, it can actually be their preferred way of paying. And I think that's a paradigm shift that is just arriving in offline businesses. Yeah. And I really like it. And I like how, you know, back when I started in dentistry, everything was in, on paper and now it's all digital and uh, well, we're getting there slowly and Modenta definitely, um, is catering to that and being able to present it on a device and show um, that they have options is really, I think, something that, like you said, um, this, these generations are used to seeing, but it also makes the conversation just so streamlined and so much easier for a treatment coordinator, or whoever's presenting the treatment at that time. Um, I want to dive into the patient side of things now too. I mean, I know you guys know, um, you know, probably as patients yourself or consumers yourselves, like the pains of financing. So let's talk about the barriers on the patient side and kind of how um, we're working together to like overcome those. Absolutely. I've, I personally have had uh, a lot of dental work done in my life. Um, in my previous job, I actually had really good dental insurance, and even that didn't cover the care that I needed. Uh, I had to get some periodontal work done, and I had about $2,000 of coverage each year. And so I split my treatment up into multiple years so that I could get $4,000 worth of coverage. Um, but I think that was uh, an experience that really, really opened my eyes that if I have good dental insurance and I'm still making suboptimal choices, and there's so many people out there with little or no dental coverage, then this is a, a widespread pain point that a lot of people are feeling. Uh, so I think there's just a huge cloud of stress and fear that a lot of patients think that's sort of the emotional reaction you get when you've got you know pain in your mouth. Um, and so do I guess what we're trying to do is help the dentist to alleviate that stress and that fear. And part of that fear is pain. Part of it's the unknown of what am I going to experience in the dental office and what am I going to need to have done? But part of it's financial and no one really builds get, needing a, a root canal into their budget. And there's a huge opportunity cost to uh, spending a lot of money at the dentist. So making that affordable for them, allowing them to split it up over time, giving them transparent options that they understand and that aren't going to get them into financial trouble in the long term are things that we can do to alleviate that, that fear and pain. Yep. And just really digging into the, the options piece that Bennett mentioned, I think having the flexibility baked into it where it's not just, you know, one specific option, but, you know, patients can kind of decide based on their budget, based on their timeline, kind of whatever their earnings are going to look like to be able to make the decision, you know, that best fits them. So whether that's, you know, paying it off in an earlier point in time, 
um, or being able to build it out over, you know, multiple months or even multiple years, um, and then choosing the interest rates accordingly that work best for them. I think there's, you know, an element of, you know, support that that, that can provide as well when making kind of a, a high stress decision that um, could impact them for quite a while. I really like that point, Tess. And I think that good financing options can make dentistry more inclusive mm -hmm. and that it can allow people who think that dentistry is too expensive for them or it's out of reach and, and show them an option that, that's not out of reach, that makes it affordable for their budget. Uh, and it gives that it empowers the patient to go see the dentist and um, not just put off the problem until that problem you know, potentially gets worse and is even more expensive down the road. Absolutely. And one of the other things that I really love that you guys do is you have a pre-qualification link. So um, patients know ahead of time, because I think one of the barriers just as, you know, my years of presenting treatment too, is patients are scared that they're going to be judged for their credit score and they're scared that they're not going to get approved. Um, and like with the, the pre-qualification link, number one, I personally, um, I think, I don't know, I've been using WiseTech for about a month at this point, and I don't think I've had um, really anybody not pre-qualify. Um, I say that lightly because I got to think real hard about that, but I don't think so. And um, and I know that you guys approve a lot, you know, of um, less than suboptimal credit scores, but also the patients can see that privately um, before they even go ahead and complete the application, um, even before they come into the office, you know, if in, in my office, we do veneers sometimes. And so people will see us on TikTok and, uh, we'll send them, you know, the link to WiseTech and they'll see if they can afford it before they even come in and hang out with us. So, and do you, do you guys want to speak to that and how you've been able to make that happen and, and kind of why, um, that's helpful for patients? I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, that being able to check your credit and your options in a, in a soft credit poll that won't ding your credit report is a really empowering thing. Um, historically, you know, everyone's credit score is uh, a deeply personal number associated with their financial health. And um, historically, a lot of credit applications have happened through the office itself. Maybe you're on the phone with someone at the front desk and you're verbally telling them your information. They're inputting it into uh, you know, a traditional credit card application. And then you're actually sort of hearing from the front desk person whether or not you've been approved. That is an uncomfortable conversation. And, and there's a time and a place for it because some people really do appreciate having that help. But I think making the pre-qualification something that someone can fill out privately on their own device, wherever they are, whether they're at home, they're in the, the lobby waiting for treatment, maybe they're even in the chair and they hear about this as an option and they can quickly enter their info. I think that's a very empowering thing. It, you know, we, we only ask for, you know, your name, your email, your date of birth, your last four of your social and your estimated income in your home address. It's like a really simple set of information um, that everyone has top of mind. And knowing that you have, you know, up to 15,000 or 8,000 or 2,000 that you're approved for um, lets you, you know, consider a wider range of services and treatments and just takes that stress off of how else am I gonna pay for this? Um, and it's also a really great tool for the offices to know before a patient comes in what their budget is, um, that maybe you were gonna pitch dentures to that patient, but you realize they can actually afford implants. And 
maybe they also have their room in their budget for whitening. And I, I think some dentists are hesitant to pitch their full range of services to people that they're worried can't afford that. And so I think shifting the power dynamic, giving the patient the, the power to have the conversation with their dentist where their dentist says, here's all the things I can do for you. Here's are the things that I recommend. But if you want these other things, it's actually in your budget and you can do that. Um, so just giving patients good options that don't hurt their credit, um, I think is a win-win. Definitely. And I really think um, it qualifies patients sometimes, depending on how you want to present it. I mean, I mean, this whole conversation just gave me the, the idea of being able to you know, send them the link ahead of time if they're interested in doing dentures or implants, because then we can see, you know, sometimes I have to have a conversation with my doctor that I understand you want them to do implants, but they cannot afford that, you know? And so why, um, sometimes we can't get their, their hopes up if they can't afford it. And so let's see what they can afford before sometimes I like to go in before she even goes in because I need to, you know, give them an idea and all in four cases around 40 or $50,000. Are you prepared for that? A snap on dentures around $20,000. Are you prepared for that? If we go traditional dentures, you're looking closer to $5,000. And that can be a real pain point and struggle for the doctor to understand what should they present to them? Should they present them the $50,000 treatment plan or should they present them a $5,000 treatment plan? And, um, that's, I think that pre-qualifying really helps take the stress off that. Absolutely. And I think no matter what, if patient say you're presented with a $10,000 treatment plan, I don't think anyone is going to immediately say, oh yes, let's do it. They're <laughs> going to have to think about that. That's a big decision. And so if you get them thinking about that at home with the pre-qualification before they've even come into the office, I think psychologically, that'll help create an environment where if they're coming into the office, they're serious. They've already sort of thought of it and they're open to the idea. And so I think it'll make those in-office conversations easier and hopefully boost case acceptance because they know that they have the budget. They've already sort of accepted the fact that this is going to be an expensive thing. And, uh, and maybe they've already talked to their spouse about it before they go into the office. So you sort of, you cover a lot of these common barriers to case acceptance before the patients even arrived in the office. And additionally, I know some dentists who are really busy and they, their schedules are full and they want to accept new patients, but they're scared that if they accept a new patient, maybe that patient doesn't have the budget and will be taking up a slot in their schedule that could go to someone else who has the budget. Prequalification can be a great way for them to screen their patients ahead of time Say if a new patient calls in, they're new to the area, but they don't have insurance, it's sort of a, a, there's some risk in the decision to see that patient if maybe it turns out they can't afford what it is that you would offer them. Prequalification is a great way for both parties to get on the same page about, you know, what your budget is and, and what, whether or not it's a, a good idea to have them in the office. Definitely. I really like this idea for big, big cases like Invisalign or dentures or implants or veneers. It's a really, um, we've only been utilizing at my office for veneers, but, uh, you know, starting tomorrow is a new day. <laughs> uh, That's exciting. Yeah. I really wanted to think, uh, thank you guys so much for all the information and tests. Did you want to add anything, um, that we kind of didn't cover about the, the barriers, um, 
to financing on either side? Um, I think, I mean, we covered a lot of it. I think, you know, you kind of touched on a lot of the different elements, both for the practices as well as for the patients. Um, I think just thinking, you know, holistically around offering financing um, as a business decision for the practices to be able to not only make the, the patient experience better, I think, you know, really the simple application that they're completing and not making it, you know, heavy paperwork or anything like that. Um, it's a really easy way um, for them to, to start those conversations. Um, and then just helping to, you know, continue to grow the practice. If, you know, you can have more patients who can um, take on some of those larger treatments. Um, it's always, always a good thing for the business. So I think otherwise, yeah, we've, we've covered a lot here. Yeah. And, and just one last thing that I wanted to cover from the provider perspective yeah. is the idea of risk in financing and who's taking on the risk that there are, there are many different financing options out there. And if I were to, you know, encourage uh, dentists to consider one category as they're evaluating financing providers, it's who takes on the risk and what happens if the patient doesn't make payment. Um, with WiseTac, we don't punish the patient for that. Uh, we don't have any late fees uh, and we work with the patient to get them on a schedule that works for them. Additionally, we won't scrape back the funds that we've delivered to the dentist. So we take on all the risk. And um, there's so many dentists out there doing in-house plans where they're taking on the risk themselves and they're sort of functioning as a pseudo bank. Uh, and then they're having to write off the, the folks that don't make payment. But that's a really important category to consider when you're deciding on who you're gonna uh, let offer financing to your patients. Definitely. And I, I think that that was a great point because I'm guilty of that, of offering in-house um, type plans. And I think that we spend a lot of time trying to recoup that. And so thank you guys both. This has been awesome. And I, uh, if one of you wouldn't mind just telling people how they can learn more about WiseTech, get a demo or uh, touch base with you guys, I would appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, you can find out more about WiseTAC at wisetac.com. That's W-I-S-E-T-A-C-K.com. Additionally, uh, we'll give our contact info to Ashley. And if any practices hear this podcast and want to hear more, feel free to reach out to us uh, personally, or feel free to um, check out the contact us form on our website. Uh, we would be more than happy to work with your practices. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. And we'll be in touch soon. Um, there will be a link in the show notes if you guys um, missed that and um, to be able to touch base with Tess and Bennett and uh, apologize. And you guys know I rescue dogs. So this is my life. If you can hear it in the background, sorry about that. But a great way to end the podcast today. I uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you.